Welcome to Sales Tech Stars Sales Star Podcast. This is where we feature news, tips and insights on B2B sales. Happy to have you here. Sean Erring, VP Marketing at All-in-One Document Workflow Automation Platform, Pandadoc, joins us today to share a few highlights on their latest Zoom app launch and what it takes to really succeed in B2B marketing today. Sean, it would be great if you can tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into today's theme of the day. We'd love to hear about your marketing journey through the years, your biggest marketing learning so far, and more about your role as well. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you having me on to talk about this. I have about 20 plus years experience in marketing, technology, or the combination of marketing and technology together. I have had a journey through healthcare, through different life sciences, and then have really found my home in the software as a service space. And really marketing to marketers as well as marketing to revenue professionals is is kind of my sweet spot. I've joined PandaDoc two and a half years ago as the head of marketing. And what I'm enjoying right now is we're going through an evolution as a company. And we're noticing that we can help a lot more companies and a lot more people to get their business done. Uh, and we're doing it in such unique way. It's just exciting to be able to talk about it with with people like you. Great. And we're really excited to really dive deeper into this. So, you know, y'all did just recently announce your new Zoom app. And this is always interesting to hear more about because Zoom and, of course, various other online meeting technologies have sort of come to the forefront. They always they were always essential. They were always part of the typical sales and marketing tech stack, marketing salespeople and other teams always needed conference support tools as well as online tools to sort of meet with their customers virtually, especially in the tech marketplace. Working remote has not been something that's new for everyone, but we've all seen how Zoom has sort of caught the attention of everyone across industries this last year because of the pandemic. So it must be a very exciting time for you with this new app. We'd love to hear about the key highlights. What are some other innovations in store for your end users as well? Yeah, absolutely. This integration with Zoom is a good step forward for us because we're, what we've noticed is we just want to help people to get their documents done. And because documents are the way that people do business, whether it's internal, like employee type of documents or external, like proposals and contracts with customers, businesses run on documents. And this Zoom integration is great because what we're, we're finding out a lot of our customers say, I wish I had a better workflow with my documents, better insights around those documents, and could actually act on those documents faster, but do it in a way that actually has a really good user experience. And if you think about it with Zoom, if you're trying to get something signed and you're on a call, what better way to do all of those things than to actually surface the document during the call and get the signature while you're staring that person in the face? And so we've, we're trying to combine all of this goodness together, our workflow capabilities with Zoom's capabilities of really bringing meetings to life uh, and combining both of those to help people get their work done faster. And we're just hearing a lot of really positive feedback from our customers. Absolutely. So this obviously in various ways, it changes the face of an actual B2B sales cycle as well, because making this process easier also makes it easier on sales and any kind of customer facing person. It allows a lot of them to close their conversation faster, to sort of close the deal faster, especially if that's what they're using the tool for. So this is a very interesting time because everyone is talking about faster ways to sort of clinch their deals and shorten the sales cycle and also boost their revenue. Everyone wants everything quickly in today's online working world. So this drives us to the next part of the conversation as hybrid work models lead to a 
complete change in not only how teams function, also in terms of the way they collaborate with each other, in terms of the tools that they need more of right now. How are you seeing marketing and sales change in today's environment? How are you seeing certain technologies come to the forefront? We've actually been seeing this shift happen for quite a while, and it's been happening across multiple industries for many years. So when we had this pandemic hit in the last 18 months, it really was just a forcing function for all of the other industries or those companies that hadn't really adopted a different way of working, a more digital way of working. And so it just gave us a chance to flex our ability to help even more people out. When I look at how teams collaborate and how they function, you mentioned speed and closing deals. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that say, I get confirmation on the phone or have a call and they say, yeah, send me that document. And then I don't hear from them or it's a week and I got to follow up. And it's, there's a sales process even after I get the verbal. And what I love about what we're doing with Zoom and how we're evolving is we're actually taking out some of those obstacles to really get rid of the, hey, send that to me and I'll get to it when I can. And really, you're just eliminating another obstacle of, well, actually, I've got it right here. So it's everything we discussed. Let's go ahead and get it signed. And it's really reducing the friction. And I, what I have noticed the most is you've got like Monday.com, you've got PandaDoc, you've got Slack, you've got all these different communication tools that enable real time. That is what the biggest change has been is enabling real time, reducing friction. And for the sales teams and marketing teams and anybody with a revenue component to them, that real time interaction and that, that reduction of friction is essential to improving our numbers and what we're expecting as outcomes. So I'm loving what we're seeing. Unfortunately, it's happening during a time where it is through a pandemic. However, it's sometimes forcing companies to make moves that they need to make anyway to actually stay competitive. This is just a small part of the whole change that we've been observing. So while there have been a lot of newer integrations, newer capabilities and apps, just like yours and this in, this new integration with Zoom, there have been many other innovations in the marketplace that have come forward and only with the objective and the aim of driving hybrid models and supporting the changing needs of today's teams. But all that we've really been talking about has been the 2020 dynamics and the 2021 dynamics. But in B2B and tech, by and large, hybrid work models are not a new concept. We've always had a lot of teams, especially in the technology marketplace, working remote. We've had a lot of globally distributed teams. This is not a new model. So this drives us to the next question. How do you see today's innovations? Like you have your new integration with Zoom, but there have been many others, many other partnerships, many other collaborations in the last couple of months. And those have sort of happened because of the pandemic, because of a certain need. But as we've gone through these 18 months, we still have a worldwide problem. We're still not completely vaccinated. There's another variant that's sort of threatening this entire recovery, and we're still all in this COVID phase. So how is all of this now going to further impact the future of MarTech sales tech, as well as the future of marketing and sales in terms of team functions, team hierarchies, team roles? This is the time that we're seeing a lot of interest in operations, a lot of interest in optimizing marketing operations, sales ops, rev ops, you name it, and that's what we're talking about. So what are your thoughts when it comes to all of these different, various different elements that also need to come together? I think what I've noticed is that the macro level theme that's emerging has two points to it. One point is business is getting done where the person is, not where the office is. 
even the home office, it's wherever the person is. You've got mobile capabilities and you've got all of these technologies that can go with you. So no matter where you are, you can do business. And so that's the one thing that I'm seeing is just becoming much more solidified over the last year and a half. And honestly, is going to continue that way as far as we can see is wherever people are at, they can get business done and whatever companies can facilitate that are going to be at the forefront of those people's tech stack. The second thing that we're seeing is the distribution of people across teams, geographies, time zones, even languages. So you have a distribution as well as a centralization around a person. And the dynamic around this is Tech stacks are the ones that are doing well, and we're talking about our integration with Zoom, but they're facilitating both of those things. And so the the more that you can think about someone doing work wherever they're at, to be able to do work with others wherever they're at, and making that more seamless, that is the future. That's what's been happening. That's the evolution. And out of everything that you've been seeing over the last 12 to 18 months, it's just further confirmation that... If you're not on board already, you're, you're behind. And so I, I like that. I like the fact that we're already into this flow. I like the fact that we're, we're, we're having to embrace certain things to change and be more dynamic. But those two points of change in a macro level environment are um, kind of undisputable at this point in time. It's interesting to see how everyone is sort of on a united front when it comes to preparing for a very different kind of post-COVID future. And hopefully there will be a proper and complete post-COVID future very soon. But uh, while everyone is sort of adapting to all this change and talking about what, what we've sort of gotten accustomed to now, very hybrid, very makeshift working model, it's sort of a very comfortable model as well because there's a lot of traditional pressures that have sort of been taken away with today's changes. But of course, with all of this, it's important for leaders to adapt. It's important for complete organizations and teams across the hierarchy to adapt with the right processes as well as the right tools. And especially as a marketing leader, what are some of the best practices that you'd like to leave everyone in marketing with during this time? And as we sort of go through a very eventful 2021, because we don't really have a complete insight into how everything is going to play out in the next couple of months, even the year still. So what are some of the best practices you'd leave marketers with in this moment? Absolutely. The first one is something that we've needed all along, but this is actually just reinforced the need is over communication. You hear the old adage, like you need to see an ad seven times before it comes in. Well, it's the same with your internal comms as much as your external. The over communication and not necessarily to be repetitive, but to ensure people are hearing you and listening to what you're saying and getting the gist of it. And so over-communication is one thing that I would leave, especially with marketers, is we live in a gray area. Many functions outside of marketing are very black and white. You're dealing with numbers or you're dealing with documents, but as a marketer in particular, you you have a lot of gray space that you can play within and a lot of different perspectives. So over-communication and validation that people get what you're talking about, that get the concept is a big one. And I I say that more on the internal side than anything else. I'd say another best practice that I have seen emerge significantly is a lot more direct 
feedback to people internal because you don't have the hallway conversations. You don't have the chance to work on things. Some people have gotten really lazy in their direct feedback. And so when you start to look at this, how does that play out? As a marketer, you have to be constantly dynamically working and reacting to what's happening in real time. And you have to go, like I said, where the person is and that person might be near you. That's not going to change in a hybrid work environment. That's actually going to get even more complicated because you might have some people in an office or some people in a location and other people not. And so direct communication, one-to-one communication uh, is even more important now, Just not just over communicating, but having a direct line of sight with someone. And these are mostly internal best practices, but an external best practice that I'm noticing as well is how do you make it easier for people to connect with you? That is one thing that people are still struggling with. If you don't give people an option, if they don't want to call your sales team because they're not comfortable with that path, are you giving them an alternative that allows them to engage on their terms? And so a best practice is often offering multiple ways to engage with your company or your brand that might push you out of your comfort zone. They might want to chat. They might want to submit a form. They might want to call. They might want to just see it on the website and not talk to anybody. They could also just want to get into the product and do their own thing. And so you've got to start looking at the multiple ways that you can allow people to engage on their terms. And that's a best practice, I'd say, at this point in time. It's something that not every marketer has embraced or every organization has. But those that have are seeing really good growth because that's what people want now. Absolutely. And of course, none of these conversations would be complete if we don't ask our guests about their thoughts when it comes to the best MarTech and sales tech tools that can drive all of this. <laughs> well, we have so many in our tech stack. I think when I look at this, obviously, I'd be remiss if I didn't say PandaDoc. We would only sell well, it. We course. actually use it. Well, of, of course, course, right? Yeah. You have yes. to. Yes. <laughs> So when you start to look at tools, I look at tools like any kind of communication tool, and you know, like Zoom is a great example of facilitating that. We're big advocates of tools like Drift. You know, we have Drift on our website. We have different tools that allow us like a demand base that allow us to personalize an experience and allow us to have an account-based approach, not just a person approach. When you start to look at other tools, I think any marketing automation tool that allows you to personalize as close as possible to the individual, we use HubSpot as well as Salesforce. I think those tools are other ones that you might've been using them differently in the last 12 to 18 months prior to the pandemic, but they have offerings that allow you to get much more real-time and personalized if you aren't tapping fully into them. And so those are just a couple examples that sit in our tech stack that we've been leveraging but there's the classic like Slack mm-hmm. or even one that we've really embraced is monday.com. It brings us all together. It keeps us in, informed. And honestly, it's replacing meetings. So all of those things are what we use currently in our stack and we're loving every second of it. Absolutely, Sean. I think this was a very interesting conversation. We appreciate this time that you've taken out to spend with us today. And uh, before we wrap up for the day, if you have any specific work-life balance tips or anything in general to share with the audience as a last word, that would be great. The only thing that I can say, like a work-life balance piece is the world has become so much more dynamic that the more you can embrace the dynamic piece and the more you can leave your static approach behind, 
because it's not always a one size fits all, the better off you're going to be. Absolutely, Sean. And on that note, thank you once again. And we wish you and the rest of your team all the very best and stay safe. You too. Thank you so much.